Welcome to the Everyday Erica Show, where you'll find eclectic topics ranging from marriage, business, relationships, and more. More than that, you'll hear real life stories of people who have gone through some stuff, and I mean real stuff. These are people that are going to tell their stories of challenges and more importantly, their triumphs. You may laugh, you actually may cry, but most of all, this podcast is here to be a light and an encouragement to all who engage. I'm your host, Erica Nicholson, a business owner, entrepreneur, newly married to my best friend of 20 plus years. I'm a daughter, sister, and a friend, and I'd like to welcome you yet again to another episode of the Everyday Erica Show. Kevin and I were just sitting out on the back deck and we got to chit-chatting and I said, hold on a second, we need to record this. We have such great conversations and sometimes it's hard to catch it without sounding recorded. And so this is one of our little chats that we were having and we just figured we'd let you in on it. So I think that, you know, you got to look at the natural, what's going on, you know. You can look in the, around the United States or look around the world. But a lot of times, you know, uh, what's going on in the natural can kind of give you an idea of what's going on in the invisible world, in the spiritual world. You know, and not too long ago, you know, uh, we hit the general of Iran. Well... Iran represents Persia, okay, and the Bible. So the Prince of Persia is the one that held up Daniel's prayers when he was praying and fasting. I believe over the last few years there's been people been praying and praying and praying, and they've not had their prayers answered. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying mine. I haven't really had any prayers answered. <clears throat> not mad at God. I just wonder, you know, where's he at? What's going on? Why is it being held up? You know, and uh, I'm not the only one. There's people all over the world, you know, that they just, I mean, every time I hear a testimony, it's almost like, where's God? You know, I've been praying and I hadn't gotten an answer. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be the common denominator through the Christians is I've been praying for years and nothing's happening. So something's being held up of people's prayers being answered. And um, I think that uh, hitting the uh, general and killing him in Iran was like a punch in the mouth from God, mm-hmm. you know, um, making a statement that my people's uh, prayers are going to be answered, I think, this year and next year and, you know, to come. What you were know? you saying earlier about the whole Passover and stuff like that. Well, you know, there was a Passover last year and there was a Passover, you know, the year before, you know, and nobody really talked about it that much. Um, But I've been hearing a few things, you know, on YouTube and, you know, um, there's a plague going on right now. And it just happens to be close to now we're coming up on Passover, you know. So... I think we're at that uh, parting of the Red Sea type of 
place mm -hmm. uh, with the Christians, specifically the remnant. I don't really know about the lukewarm Christians, the people that are, you know, just go to church and they come home. You know, they love God. and this, you know. I'm talking about the remnant that, and when I say remnant, I'm talking about people that are willing to be broken, uh, will, the people that are willing to fast um, and pray, and uh, the people that are willing to go through whatever in order to die. Wow. And you know allow I mean? the glory of God to come. Right. And Galatians 2.20 <laughs> says, For I no longer live, but Christ liveth within me. <clears throat> you know, uh, that's your prayer is not being answered. And you're hanging on. And you're hanging on. And you're still believing. And you're still fighting. Mm -hmm. And you're still believing. No matter what. You know, um, that that's part of the, you know, the remnant process. Going through that, you know. And not everybody's willing to go through that. You know, so they're not put through that. <laughs> you know. There's people who's like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Not many people actually say that. Really? You know? And uh, there's probably people who say... I mean, I think for me, though, I throughout the years, I mean, I've, I've prayed, and one of the biggest prayers that I prayed was, God, you know, take my life and do something great with it. Let my life count for something great. You know, yeah, but, but I, I, I mean, don't think you understand what that prayer no, is. No, I don't think I did. I had no idea. I mean, it's kind of like praying for patience. You know, I know everybody talks about that. You pray for patience and um, next thing you know, you're driving and somebody pulls in front of you doing 45 and a 55 uh, almost on a daily basis. Uh, you get in a grocery store line and there's the person right in front of you. Uh, there's a price check, you know, so I mean, those kind of things. I know, know? but I, what I'm saying is you had just talked about how you're you want to be sold out and god use me you know for your glory i mean do you even have a clue well i think a lot of people pray that a lot of people want that but but in order what's for the god... difference why why is it that we had to go through something so critical and so severe i mean a, a lot of people feel that way a lot of people pray that you know yeah, but they don't really, really, I don't think they truly, truly know. I think they want to be used by God, but I don't think they understand the process in order for God to really use them in a big, big way. Uh, I'm not talking about behind a pulpit or on TV or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, most people are, to a certain level, arrogant, to a certain level, selfish, um, they just they just are you know scale of one to ten you know everybody's more you know some people are more arrogant than the other some are more selfish than other but we're all pretty much to a certain extent kind of jacked up we're really we really really are yeah. if we're honest with ourselves mm -hmm. so in order to get yourself out of the way you have to die to self in other words you get a promise from god and uh you're all excited and then that year you don't see it and then the next year, you don't see it. Okay, so then the next year, you don't see it. So what are you going to do? You're going to give up on that promise or you're going to stay with it? The remnant, what I'm saying, will never, ever give up. There's something that was put in them from the, from the time they were born, uh, tenacity. They're not going to give up. There's other people that... God gave me a promise. Six months later, they, they've gave up. They're mad at God. Uh, they want to maybe blame somebody else or 
Um, or maybe even, they may even, the devil may even talk them into saying, well, maybe you did something wrong. You know, mm. and whatever reason, they give up and they, I wouldn't say they necessarily fall away, but they don't complete the process. They just give up. All right, let me ask you something. <laughs> Why have you not thrown in the towel? Because I can't. Why? Because something was put in me before I was ever born, before I ever came to, before I ever came to earth, that God put in me that I did not choose, I did not make a decision that he put in me and it's in me and it aches and I can't give up. I, I can't turn back and I won't be satisfied until I fulfill God's purpose. And it goes beyond my human comprehension and it goes beyond personal choice. It was put in me and I will not be satisfied until I fulfill what God put in me before I was ever born. And there's nothing I can do You've about it. You've wanted to give up. Yeah. How many yeah. times? Uh, several times. Yeah, in the flesh, but my spirit would never, you know, my spirit's a lot stronger than my flesh. I'm not saying it's, you know, it's easy or anything like that, but there's something in me that will not give up, and I, I, I can't help it. And, it's, and it goes beyond just being a real strong person. It's not that. There's something in me that has to fulfill its destiny. And, there's, and I, don't have, I, just, I, I don't have a choice. If I back up, it's going to be worse. If I stop, it's going to be worse. Why? So, because I only, I only get the peace of God and the satisfaction from God from moving forward. Standing still is like stale bread. Moving back is like molded bread. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know any other way of explaining it other than I... I don't know that I'm capable of, of giving up. And, and it's not because I'm a strong person. It's, it's because what God put in me. And, and I can't help it. He, he put something in me. Now, <clears throat> people have personal choices. Don't get me wrong. People can become lukewarm. People can, can become on fire. But all I can tell you is, I can't speak for anybody else. He put something in me that has to feel, fulfill its destiny. And being still and not moving forward and giving up is not an option and, and, and it's not in my vocabulary and I don't know that I I don't know that I'm capable of doing that. Good answer. Alright, let me ask you this question. Do you think that you're gonna actually see the promises that the Lord has given to you. Yeah, absolutely. You sure? Yeah, because I know His voice. And um, I just don't have the timing of it, you know. That's the thing that's, uh, I guess, frustrating. The thing that wears and tears on your flesh, you know. <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of things I don't know. But one thing that I do know is I know His voice. So, so you know for sure? Yes. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. So the whole thing about Passover, you were talking earlier about how last year and the years before, you didn't really see that there was any kind of... It's almost like there's not a real... There has never, in my opinion, in the, in the Jewish culture, yes. But I think that in the Gentiles with us, 
I'm not sure that there's ever been such a hyper sensitivity and focus on the whole Passover and the significance about what's happening in the world today with the COVID virus and things like that. Now, I have heard also that the COVID virus would leave as quickly as it came. Mm -hmm. And there was a book that I saw, actually mom read it to me. And then I saw someone post it the other day on Facebook. I can't remember the guy's name, but he wrote about it and said that this that this virus or something was coming out of Wuhan. Dean and, Coots, I think it was. Coots. Okay, and he wrote it in a in a book or something yeah. in 1980. And basically it said, paraphrasing here, but it basically just said that it that there would be some kind of a epidemic or a um, pandemic rather that would come in 2020 and it would leave and then come back another 10 years and then leave again forever. But I don't know if that is true, but I can tell you that he must have been right on when he said <clears throat> this whole thing. Well, I don't think it's necessarily really the virus because this this virus hadn't really, I mean, I'm not diminishing it, but I mean, last year there was 43,000 deaths in the United States over the regular flu, mm -hmm. just in the United States. This has not even came close. The entire globe of deaths is not even close uh, to coming even close to anything like that. I mean, so, I mean, yes, it is a virus, and yes, it's serious, and this and that, and that but it's not near as serious um, as probably it really, really is. You I know, think it's because it's, it's attacking it. the lungs, whereas the flu, I don't really know that the flu... I don't know how. All I know is, I feel like there's more. Uh, there's more. How do you want to say it? The fear of it stronger than the actual what's really happened. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is you know, I tend to look at things. I look at weather patterns. I look at earthquakes. I look at just certain news around the world, and you can sort of kind of see what's going on. Our neighbors coming. We just got a little invitation from our neighbor who is starting a smokeless fire pit. Hmm. I guess it's, he said it's in the design of the fire pit. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> we were talking about how you study the weather patterns and things like that. Well, see, the thing is, is, um, and you have to listen to what's going on around you. Like last year, there were certain things that wouldn't be talked about. Like now, you know, we're talking about this coronavirus. Okay, and there was prophecies about God, you know, uh, moving and doing all kind of revivals this year. Okay, well, all of a sudden this thing pops up. Well, that tells me the enemy's trying to stop something, a move of God. Mm. That's what I'm thinking, okay? Then, um, you know, you're seeing on YouTube locust in Egypt, locust here, locust there. Then you hear about the red uh, that all of a sudden in... Uh, Places in China and, and Russia, I and think Russia, too. that the seas are turning red. I mean, you know, you know. So you got a combination of a lot of things. It sounds like back in the day when Moses says, "Let my people go," <laughs> you know, 
I'm waiting for the uh, boils to show up. (laughs) (laughs) What was it we were watching the other day? Kevin pulls up a lot of things on YouTube. I mean, a lot of things. And uh, they're very interesting. And right before we started this, this recording, I was just telling him how much I appreciated him. Because I feel like that he learns about things not to bring fear to our household but for us to be aware and I think that's the difference where we don't want to you don't want to operate in fear and mm-hmm. oh my gosh oh my gosh you know I don't know what's going to happen well, whatever to me but I know that sounds a little be... crazy it, it's really exciting you know if you're born again and you don't have a fear of death and you understand what God's doing is actually really exciting it's, yeah. dev- it's devastating to somebody that don't know what's going on or have a clue. I mean, I'm not saying I know exactly what's going on, but I mean, if I die today, I'm in heaven. Why is that so bad? That's great. Right. If I live, that's great too. Mm-hmm. So how, how can I lose here? You know what right. I mean? So well, when you pulled up that thing the other day that about the, was it 10 different plagues? I think it was 10 different plagues. And one of them, was boils that broke out on these people's skin. And then there were people that literally went to Pharaoh and said, please, I mean, can you not see that we're in anguish and we've got boils all over our body? I mean, my God, let your pride go. Let, you know, just stop. If you you think about the let my people go, that's a form of holding up people's prayers. Just think about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Daniel wasn't around at that time, you know, um, and the Prince of Persia was uh, held up his prayers. But, you know, Pharaoh is a, a form of, you know, keeping the people in bondage. And I think that the people of God over the last, I don't know how many, call it whatever you want to call it, but definitely the last three years of my life, you know, things have just not gone my way. And it doesn't mean necessarily that you're living wrong or maybe you need to fast more or you need to do this more or God's mad at you or anything like that. It's just the people of God's prayers are being held up. I think what's happening is is he giving the enemy enough rope to hang his own self. You know, from the very beginning and onslaught of everything that happened with us, um, the scriptures, if you remember, that God gave to me were two of them one was the wicked fall beneath the weight and the load of their sin and the ambition of the treacherous traps them and i think about that killer killer show that we watched uh justified yeah i i I can't remember who turned us on to that i think it was my mom Mm -hmm. and stepdad and i think maybe we told my brother about it but anyway this show is so good it is so good and it the whole story was this u.s marshal he was the baddest one in the land in a good way and he was getting the bad guys and he actually went back to his his hometown where he had left for many, many years, and all these guys he used to hang with, he went in and he got the the corruption. He exposed all of the corruption. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, there was one guy where Raylan Givens went there. Raylan Givens was the head mm-hmm. guy. And 
he went to the guy's house and the guy's dog died. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And, um, and the guy just thought, you know, oh, Raylan, you know, why are you, you coming around here when I'm losing my dog? And, and it was the worst time of his life. I mean, he was losing his best friend, his dog. And Raylan wasn't even doing anything. He just, he went there for some reason. But the guy, I guess, thought that Raylan was, was coming after him. And he pulls out his knife. And he had been digging, this dude had been digging the grave for the dog. Digging, digging the grave for the dog. And he turns and thinks that Raylan is coming after him for whatever reason. And the dude trips in his own, in the grave he dug for the dog and falls on his knife and it shoots him right in his mouth. And I mean, basically soldered his mouth closed, mm -hmm. you know, or, or you remember that? It went yeah. straight up through his chin and which to me was almost like, keep your mouth shut, sucker. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's a form of backfiring, which I think you'll probably see a lot. Yeah, you know, the very traps on. that they set for us, whoever it is, the very traps that they set and we are doing the right thing and trying to live our life as righteously as we possibly can. And God, <laughs> he's going to let them set their own trap. And so I think that yeah. the whole thing where, where you're saying that our prayers have not been answered, not been answered, not been answered. I think on the flip side, God's been giving people much grace to repent, to turn. Well, that's what he did with Jezebel. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And that's a... I want uh, you to think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's a loving God. Is is evil is... Because would she slaughter a hundred prophets or something like that? I'm yeah. Sure. And, and what and I it, thought it, was so interesting was about <laughs> the eunuchs. Well, I didn't really even know what a eunuch was. Well, that's when a woman freaking castrates a man. And how many people in this world, women have literally done that in society and it's it's all about the women it's all about the women's rights and all this kind of stuff and i'm not saying that we don't have rights it's not that i'm i'm just saying that it's gone to a place where women are almost putting on the pants and that is not a good thing because you know we're not designed to carry the load like you guys are you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that that in a marriage, it's vitally important for a woman to come up underneath her husband. And the husband also needs to, you know, love, honor, respect the woman for the gifts and the callings that she's got. You know what I'm saying? It's a mm -hmm. two-way street here. And I feel like that in today's time, women have literally sliced off and castrated men yeah. to where they don't say anything. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. It's a woman's world. You know, uh, you know, I, I just, you just, okay, just do whatever you want to do. <coughs> and the guys don't say anything and it, and they end up becoming silent when they don't need to be silent because there is a very strong well, it started in the garden of Eden. If you really think about it. That's true. Yeah. That's where the birthing of kind of just came from. You know, and Adam was a form of Ahab, if you really think about exactly. it. Exactly. You know, 
So what um, happened, for those of you that may not realize, it's a really interesting story uh, about how Jezebel, um, she was had killed all these prophets and everything, and then she was in her little castle, you know, and she saw Jehu coming, mm -hmm. and Jehu actually had a agenda, an agenda to come, and he he was done with this chick. Mm -hmm. And they say that Trump is is pretty he's a much form of a Jehu. Yeah, he's a form yeah. of Jehu. And interestingly enough, Jehu was a guy. He was a businessman, mm -hmm. and um, something else I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but he came, and little Miss Pris is up there, you know, in her Rapunzel tower, whatever you want to call it. And she's got all of her castrated eunuchs upstairs with her and probably fanning them with palm trees or something and feeding her daggum grapes or some crap. Anyway, so she sees that he's coming and she's thinking, she knows, she, I'm sure she probably knows exactly who he is. Like, oh God, I, I better, you know, put on my little, my little <clears throat> tchotchke outfit, you know, mm -hmm. and, and think little sassy pants is going to win him over. So he walks in there, and or she she puts on all of her makeup, does her hair, and sure sprays her little whatever perfume on, you know. Mm -hmm. And then what did Trump say? I mean, Jehu? Because <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> so anyway, he walks in. What did in. the news media say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he actually came in. He came in, and... And he was, he basically looks at the eunuchs and he's like, who's with me? And they knew exactly what that meant because they had been so destroyed for so long and they were waiting for a champ to come in mm -hmm. and, and save the day. And so Jehu was like, who's with me? And they all literally went over and grabbed her and threw her off the freaking balcony. <gasps> Amazing. So she goes down there and you would, I don't know, did that kill her? I guess throwing her off the, the balcony. I don't, know, I don't know if it was she was killed instantly. I know what happened afterwards. Oh, is this is so funny. Tell the them. The horses just trampled uh, them. But I think after Trump, I mean, I, no. Jehu, Jehu said, uh, hey, let's eat. Yeah, he did. It says and in the word. It does. After they threw her off the balcony to her death, Jehu said, let's eat. Yeah, and he goes in there, and there were several courses. I don't know if it was three or five-course meal, but they had this long, these several-course meals. I think after he got done with his jello <laughs> or his pudding or his pudding no, or whatever, um, he's like, hey, let's go check on Jezebel, see what's going on. And then I think when they went out there, because they was going to do a burial for her, I think the only thing that was left was... Uh, her, it was her head, uh -huh. her hands, and her feet. And I don't remember the where dogs I ate heard... Her alive. Yeah, the dogs literally ate her entire body. Now, this is really interesting. Her, they ate her entire body. The only thing that they left was her, was her head, which... I don't know if I heard a story about this or it's in the word. I, I can't remember. But anyway, they said that they think the reason why the dogs did not eat the head is because that's where everything was conspired, was in her mind. Mm -hmm. And that she had falsely, falsely signed documents with her hands mm -hmm. and they didn't eat her hands because they were, it was tainted. And then the feet were not eaten because the feet were the were the ones that took her to a place that 
where she shouldn't have been going now, anyway. Now, let me tell you this. Which is interesting. Now, I don't know if this is biblical or not. You might can find it in Second Kevin chapter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is just an opinion as well. Okay. Okay. Have you ever been sad and you're crying and your dog comes up to you and gets on your chest or licks your tears? Has that ever happened to you? Not lick my tears. I don't like no dog to lick me. But, okay. But, but they come. The they dog come, come to you. Yeah, right? my little Lacey, she comes and she loves on okay, me. Okay, well, I've had several dogs before where I'm sad. They sense it and they come to you. Yeah. Whether you're crying or not. I don't know what it is, but they sense it. Yeah. Now, I don't know this for a fact, but it could be that there was so much evil in Jezebel's mind that this dog, these dogs picked up on it and didn't want no part of that. Wow. And there was so much evil in her hands, they didn't want no part of it. They may have picked up on that. Wow. Dogs are really, really, really smart. If you think yeah, about it, they can intuitive. pick up when you're about to have uh, a heart attack. They can pick up on when you're about to have a seizure. Mm -hmm. I mean, they pick up on things in the invisible world. They even pick up on um, when there's an uh, angelic presence around as well. Yes, yeah. You know, they do. You know, so they know a lot of what's going on, uh, the things that they sense. You know, and if you think about all the evil that was in that woman's head, you know, uh, I'm sure the dogs probably picked up on it. It's like, Ugh, that's just, you know, that's nasty, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, it's just a possibility. You know, I don't know. That is, that's really But there's a lot of, there's a lot of symbolism in that story. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And if you think about this, um, where was, uh, I just drew a blank, the prophet, what's his name? Elijah. Mm-hmm. Now, where was he during all this? Well, he, wasn't he the one that God told him to, like, run run or something? Yeah. All right. So, so he told him to run. Okay. So, that was pretty significant because he already knew, look, he ain't got what it takes to probably... You know, I mean, this guy called fire down from heaven and this, that, and the other. But this was a spirit that was not to be brought down by a prophet. I want you to think about that. Mm. Now, I'm not saying Trump's not a prophet because he actually, whether he knows it or not, he sort of kind of moves in the prophetic, knowing it or not, whatever. But, you know, when, the, when all the presidents came out and were debating, I actually wanted Huckabee to win. Not presidents, the, the candidates. The candidates, I'm sorry, the candidates, yeah. I wanted Huckabee to win. Why? Because he had a flat tax. I really agree with that. Uh, he's a man of God. Um, so I didn't like dislike Trump. I just didn't think he had a chance. You know, like, I always knew he would. Like everybody, I felt very strongly. Now, I guess everybody's going to know how we stand here. That's okay. We don't judge anybody, whatever. But well, if there's anybody here that's I, listening that's for Hillary, then hopefully they'll be saved by the end of this segment. So that'd maybe, be great. <laughs> maybe. But I feel very strongly that we were in such dire straits that we needed a guy that couldn't be bought, that it couldn't be bought, and and they and a and a good awesome businessman. Now, what's interesting to me is that a lot of people, it seemed like they all liked Trump. I, I remember way back in the day when he had The Apprentice, mm -hmm. and I'll just do a little plug here because I'm so proud of you, but Kevin actually interviewed 
on The Apprentice and went through what the fourth round and were, you were actually about to go on to the show. Yeah. And there was a, a person that sabotaged that. And we won't name any names, but nonetheless, he was... Um, Anybody that knows me would know who sabotaged it. Exactly. So, um, but nonetheless, it seemed like everybody loved that show. Mm -hmm. They loved how he handled people. They loved, you know, you're fired. They, they loved all of that kind of stuff. It was, it was an inside to the mastermind of a business man and a billionaire and also uh of people that were of like of like kind and i never heard anything bad about him in fact there was interviews way back in the day from multiple people who have now flipped the coin and can't stand him where they absolutely loved him mm -hmm. so i'm not really sure exactly what happened with that but the dude is absolutely brilliant. Well, and it has to and do what he you, stands for. That's the big thing. That is the big thing. On That's the a, show, you know, you can't tell what he stands for. He's just an awesome businessman. So, you know, I don't know that anybody knew exactly where he stood on abortion or, uh, you know. But besides uh, all of that, okay, and and I am, I, I don't what it comes like down abortion, to but is, I'm just saying It comes that, down to good versus evil any way you look at it any That's way you true. slice it or anything like that you know and people can talk about you know well, i just don't like the way he talks or the some of the things that he says or whatever you know you, you got to kind of get past that and you got to look at the results and i tell people that are in the football world okay let's just take lsu for i'm not an lsu fan uh by any means but let's just take the quarterback okay for lsu Let's just say I don't. I really don't know that much about the LSU quarterback, other than he won the Heisman Trophy and he's bad to the bone. But let's say that he drank a lot, and let's just say he was a train wreck, kind of like um, Manziel. If everybody knows the old quarterback for Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, you know, just a train wreck, a mess. Let's just say that quarterback was like that, okay? Mm -hmm. And he cussed a lot, and he drank, and you know, he would. You know, be in jail and out of jail. Okay. Then you got a guy, but he'd win every game and he would throw for 300 and something yards and he'd win every game. He was undefeated and he was awesome. Now you got a guy that's the second string quarterback. He's a choir boy, loves God, but he throws interceptions all the time. He gets sacked. Uh, he's horrible. He can't run. He's not fast. So, who are you going to put in for quarterback if you want to win the game? You're not going to put in the choir boy. Nobody is going to put the choir boy mm -hmm. in. It's not because he's a bad person. He's just he can't win. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean he's not a bad per a good person or anything like that. Or or it just means he just can't win. You know, and that's the way I look at the the candidates that were up. You know. Um, I don't think anybody could have beat Hillary other than Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. She would have devoured them, you know, because she's slick and uh, everything she says, it comes out of her mouth. Almost everything is a lie or it's twisted or whatever. And she's very, very slick with her mouth. And she would have destroyed any candidate up there. Ted Cruz would have got his lunch ate. Uh, Huckabee would have got his lunch ate. Mm -hmm. I don't think there could have been a person to beat Hillary than uh, Donald Trump. Now, I can't speak for Huckabee, and I don't think Huckabee could be bought. 
you know, I don't know him that well other than his character seems to be very, very good. And I really like him a lot as a person and as a Christian. But most politicians are bought and they have been forever. I think yeah. Donald Trump is the first person in history that's never been bought, <laughs> you mm, know? Yeah. Uh, so that's a problem. I don't know how in the world we got off on that subject. <laughs> well, I think it's very important. But, you know? yeah, I do. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that the reality is... Um, you know, we're in a situation, this this country, really the world has gotten into a situation where they have completely, I mean, it's the fulfillment of the scripture. It's uh, everybody's lovers of themselves and, and all of this, they're, they're just, it's back to the days of Noah and wickedness and um, and in the days of where Pharaoh, just this bullheaded, pride-filled sucker that wouldn't let let the uh, the Christians go or the the Israelites go, I should say, and and it there, there's a combination gotten, of Pharaoh and Jezebel right. that's going on. And the thing is, is there's only one Jehu, true, true Jehu, that is on this planet, and that's Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. There is a spirit of Jezebel that is compiled of several different governments and mm -hmm. different people. Yes. It's a system. Yes. And it's a system that wants to control. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the only way that system can be brought down if in, in biblical terms is there has to be a Jehu that stands up. Hey, you with me? And so I think that's the people, that's the supporters of Donald Trump. Everything revolves around, whether you, people want to believe it or not, the entire world, when it comes down to it, it, it really revolves around Donald Trump. It really does. Yeah, and the Everything thing, is tied and, to And him. the thing is, is that the whole entire world is groaning, groaning for a breakthrough. You're saying, let me, let, let me go. Let me, let me go. go. Yes. People have been in chains and bondage and everything for years and years and years and years and years. You and I have felt that way for three years. I mean, and I think from the very onset of what we've gone through, the first leg of it, maybe the first year and a half, two years, you know, we didn't hear of anybody else and everybody that we would talk to. They're like, I've never heard of anything like that before. And you and I felt like we were doing all this alone. Like what the flip man is anybody else. Yeah, and the very, the very, very, where's very the... first time that I ever thought, Oh my gosh. And I was able to identify with when they accused judge Kavanaugh. Remember when that whole thing first came out and I'm like watching the television thinking that that's our life. I know. That's I was, exactly. I we were in tears. That is our life. That's exactly what we have felt like for all this time. And I think ever since that time, we've been a, uh, we've been, at least for me, I've heard more and more and more and more people of being wrongfully accused, um, you know, people lying on somebody and, and, and somebody else getting away with it and getting away with it and getting away with it. And it is completely flipping out of control. And now I, I look in hindsight, I don't actually feel like that we've been doing this alone. I don't know of anybody else in our sphere of influence that gone through the hell that we've gone through, right. but on a global or national spectrum, absolutely. Uh, like, 
what Donald Trump is going through, what Kavanaugh is going through, what these other different people are going through, it's it's exactly the same. Well, let me and tell you it something. is that freaking wicked spirit of Jezebel. Well, let me tell you something that's going on that I, I uh, saw on YouTube. The underground church in China seems like none of them's affected by the coronavirus. I've heard that. Yeah. And they are walking in the streets sharing the gospel. Don't you think without masks? Yeah. Isn't that what you said? Yeah. That is amazing. So, I mean, you're talking about let my people go. I mean, they've been praying and been persecuted for God, I don't even know how long. Well, not only that, that reminds me of what Amanda Grace said. This is another gal that we've followed for a number of years on YouTube. You have got to listen to her, Amanda Grace. Uh, on YouTube, I think it's called Ark of Grace Ministries or something, but she's she's spot on. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, she was actually saying some time ago about how there was going to be a plumb line that was dropped, and there was going. I mean, there is no question between what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil. And I feel like that that is exactly what's happening now, mm-hmm. that there is this parting of the sea and you will see very, very distinctly the difference between what's right and wrong. And going back to what you just said about the whole, mm-hmm. the people in China, the underground church, you know, that right there is a difference. You walk out in these streets and you're ministering the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And these people are like, they're in panic mode, afraid they're going to get this and maybe have people that they know that have gotten it. And then you're walking out here and you're not getting affected. You're not getting touched. Like, Mm -hmm. what is it about you that's different? Okay, well, let me just tell you, you know? Mm -hmm. And there is a definite difference between those that are not walking with the Lord and those that are, or the remnant we should talk about, or we should say, mm-hmm. because those people well, are the ones... the parties. Th- they're the, not even... The, the Republican Party is probably further right than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. The Democratic Party is further left than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Independent, which I would call like... Um, I still call Bernie independent in a way. Okay. Because you know, anyway, socialism has never been so sh- kind of strong or been talked about even more. Right. You know, but everything's is like enlightened. It's like uh, uh, stronger. Like socialism has been talked about probably more than anything I've ever heard in my lifetime. The right is more far right than I've ever seen, and mm-hmm. the left is far left than I've ever seen. I mean, to want to kill a baby. After it's born for oh how long? Oh my gosh! I, I mean, got- <clears throat> I mean, when I first heard that, I'm like, well, that's a conspiracy theory that cannot possibly be true, but it actually is true, and I think it. Uh, I don't even understand the logic to that. I can't. I mean, for somebody that's never had their own child, I can I I can't even fathom that. I can't. I don't even. I don't know well, how to that, compute well, that. That comes to. That comes to. Uh, a sacrifice to Satan. That's all that is. Well, that brings judgment. <laughs> you know, so thank God we got a um, we got a president that called for, I think it was March 15th, for a day of prayer. You know what I mean? Yes. So he says, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, I'll heal their land. So that may have saved us, <laughs> you know. But, you know, God's got to keep us alive anyway to a certain extent because mm-hmm. we're, we're protecting Israel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, 
you know, thank God we're here in America because God is blessing us because we're blessing Israel. We got a we got a president that has blessed Israel more than anybody since Truman. You know yeah. that, that I heard yeah. on YouTube. You know, so he recognizes them, and you know God honors that. So, you know, I think that's where our blessing comes. But I think, you know, we're experiencing. I'm not a woman and had any kids, but I think we've been experiencing birth pains. I don't know all the trimesters other than what I hear somebody and, you know, knowing my ex-wife, we've got five kids. I could, you know, I knew the pain that she would tell me through each trimester, but, you know, it, it seems like God's getting ready to birth revival. That's beautiful. You know? I can't, I, I'm excited about that because, you know, one of the things that I've prayed is, um, for modern day miracles and I feel like that that's what we're about to see. Well, I just want to tell you thank you so much again for joining me today. If you like the content of the message, it inspired you or you'd even like to comment, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Go to my voicemail it's anchor.fm forward slash everyday Erica, and that's spelled E R I K A forward slash message. That link is also going to be in the main body of my podcast, so you can find it on there as well. But leave a message, and you may actually be featured in my show in the future. Also, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate that each and every one of you are so faithful to listening to these messages. If you haven't done so already, please like the page and subscribe so that you never miss another podcast. And also feel free to share it with someone else that you think that this could help or even encourage. I can't do this alone. That's why I have different people on my show. And I just really want to get the word out, especially in the days and times that we're in. Every one of us need a little bit of cheering up, and I hope that this podcast brings that to you. So again, I just want to tell you, thank you for joining us today, and we'll chat soon, and I hope that you'll bring others back with you.